0: Welcome to the Rise Up Live Free podcast, where today, today I have a special treat for you. Today, we're going to be diving into the science of transformation, the science of success. You know, we talk about this mission of becoming financially free in 10 years or less. And yes, we use the financial freedom formula, which is a proven pathway to achieving financial freedom in a very, very accelerated period of time. But what everyone finds out when they get into our game is so much, so much of the game is won or lost based on your mindset. And today it's my honor to welcome one of the world-class masters at helping transform and elevate your mindset. So with that, buckle up, sit back, and enjoy the podcast today. rather than having to wait until you're 65. If you're ready to take immediate action, join us over at cashflowtactics.com forward slash podcast. All right, my friends, welcome back to the Rise Up Live Free podcast. It is such a pleasure, such an honor to have you listening today because I believe, you know, we record podcasts on all kinds of different topics to empower you with money, to be able to use money as a tool, to build and live a life that you love. Now, it's fun to say those words, but today, I'm I'm honored and I'm excited to give you the science of how that actually works. And I, it is my great honor to bring on a world-renowned speaker, someone who's worked with top companies, WNBA, uh, Berkshire Hathaway, professional golfers, Olympic tennis players, and many more. And he's helped them rewire internally to produce monster results inside of their life. It's my pleasure to welcome Dr. Elok Trevetti to the podcast today. Do you want to say
1: what's up, doctor? hey what's up guys thanks for having me Ryan. i appreciate this is gonna be a lot of fun i appreciate this conversation
0: oh man you know i i I get introduced to a lot of people and uh you know sometimes the 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 interviews that i do they're they're intriguing they're exciting but man i'll I'll tell you what when i really started looking into your background and what you do and the success that you have my curiosity was massively piqued because if there's one thing that i've learned over the years success that we experience externally always begins internally. But yet I think human behavior, or at least my personal behavior, is I'm always looking for external solutions to internal problems. And so today I wanna talk to you a little bit about what you do. So kind of give us an overview of what you and your firm do today.
1: Thanks for having me. And uh, I appreciate it. I agree with everything you're saying there, right? There's no question about it. And I kind of figured that out myself. Um, So basically I work with people, entrepreneurs specifically, but you know, celebs, athletes, media personality in essence, to work with them to help rewire their thinking when it comes to health, wealth, and their relationships. And the interesting part about it is that most people look at things like money, and I know you, you probably see this as well, Ryan, all the time, right? Is that when you start taking care of your, your finances, your health starts to get better. When you start taking care of your health, and your money starts getting better. Things are interconnected much more than we realize, but it starts within, right? And most people don't realize that. And I kind of sit and say that what we have to do is heal from the inside out. And healing is not just getting fixing a wound. Is Healing is an acronym that I like to use. Coming from a space as a doctor, it's helping energy align with love. Because at the end of the day, your self-worth and your net worth go hand in hand. And if your self-worth towards yourself is a poor level of love towards yourself, your net worth is gonna reflect that. So the internal physiology, internal psychology of your appreciation of yourself makes the 100% determinant on whether you're gonna have money and live a life of fulfillment inside of that as well. So that's kind of what we do in a nutshell. Help people really heal and live a life of inspiration.
0: man, I want to break that down a little bit because you know there's so much intriguing about that. And one thing, you know you talk about this interconnection between our health, our wealth, our physical, um you know, our relationships, that kind of stuff why as human beings, and maybe this is a me thing, right? But I'm so habitually trained to try to compartmentalize my life, right? My wealth is over here. My relationships are over here. And I know like I can feel it when I take a step back and I look at my life that it's all interconnected. If I'm, you know, if I'm not healthy, I'm not going to make good decisions. Um, You know, if I'm not connected with my family, I'm going to carry that guilt and anxiety into my business and it's going to affect my wealth. But why as human beings do we try to compartmentalize our life?
1: I don't think we do it as human beings, I think we do it as social structures of human beings. Human beings aren't designed that way, it's our social structure that's created that to force us into these boxes. Now let me give you an example of what I mean, right? If you think about it, we shouldn't say okay, well my work-life balance, this is a, a, a misnomer and a myth that we've placed on ourselves. Like work-life balance is not a real thing, by any capacity, you have life, right? At the end of the day, in your tombstone, it doesn't say, well, he worked doing this and he lived and his family did this. It's basically, it's a culmination of what you do in your life. Mm. But there's no compartmentalization of that. They say, well, you work nine to five. But as an entrepreneur, you don't work nine to five. You work 24 hours a day, seven days a week, thinking about what it is you love to do, because you gotta love your business. Stephen Farber who's written some great books, and I love the way he says this. He says that, right, in your business, you do what you love, and love is the essence of your business. Now, what I mean by that is this, is that you've gotta love your customer you got to love what you do. you got to love your employees, your team, everyone inside of that. So take to take love away from the equation of business is a mistake, number one. But we look at it from a social side and we say, okay, here's one side of my life and I don't want to mix that over here. Because we've had this thing in business that we said that you can put logic over here and emotion over here. But the reality is this, is that your logic is intertwined with emotion but to become devoid of emotion, we have to become objective with where we are. And what I mean by that is this, is that if you're not completely authentic to every aspect of your life, knowing who you are, you're going to work from the lower sides of the brain, the amygdala, and feel anguish and angst and emotions around the things that you love to do. Let me give you an example. I know I'm kind of going a little bit long with it. Give me a second just so I can... This is fascinating. Take this a little bit
0: give it to us. This is great. So- <laughs>
1: So, like, let's say for example, you're a. a I, I like using female entrepreneurs inside this, right? Like yeah. a female entrepreneur because they deal with it more than we do as guys, right? And they try to go out and try to build a business and stand up. And women's empowerment is such a big thing. It's so powerful in our world today. And I love it. But there's a biological, emotional, chemical, oxytocin bond that connects them to their kids. That's different for you and I as a guy, right? And we have a different bond with our kids. Now, a woman is going to go out over here on one side of the world trying to go build a business and trying to live in the world of testosterone, build and grow. But they, she's still got the estrogen, the feminine side that's connected to her, to her kids. But societally, as we look at it, we, she now holds on to the feelings of guilt and shame because she's put on the paradigms of she's supposed to be a mother and take home care of her kids, or she's not supposed to care. And if she goes out and builds a business, then she doesn't love her children. Yeah. And that's not reality at all. That's not reality at all. But she places that label on herself. Now the problem is this, is that those emotions create cascades of feelings. And those feelings now show up in your life and they now get manifested into your business and they actually impede cash flow, they impede relationships in the business, and they impede the growth of that entire organization to do what it's designed to do to serve people. The CEO of the company has to master their emotions.
0: Okay. And that, I think that right there, you know, um, was, we were talking offline. You were telling me kind of how you do this and some, sometimes quick success. I'm sure sometimes it takes a long time to do this, to master your emotions. Um, One of my mentors, I remember one, one time I was, man, I was struggling in business big time and I was, you know, kind of in a position of severe anxiety and I was so debilitated by the anxiety. I couldn't even make a decision of what I should do that day. Right. And, and, (laughs) um, you know, one of the things he told me was, it's not the emotion that you're feeling. The emotion is natural, right? It, it is what it is. It's the meaning that you assign to it, right? And And just that little switch of understanding, look, to look at the meaning of my experience and to I, attach a different meaning to it, that automatically started giving me different emotions, right? If I'm stuck in the pits of despair versus I have an opportunity for growth, that's a different meaning I'm assigning to the same situation. And it allowed me to approach it from a different position. So, how does one how does one begin the process of identifying their emotions and then and then really starting to master them?
1: Great question. And and, and you're so right, right? You, we assign these different meanings to different things. And we sit and say, "Hey, look, this is going to mean the end of the world. This is going to mean that, you know what? Business is going to fail. This is going to mean But here's the thing. I'm going, to, I'm going to contradict your mentor just for a second here, okay? And and the reason I say that is because this, is that we have these emotions and what I call these are root experiences. Mm. At an early stage in our life, we create these root experiences and we create these all or none responses and these root experiences then get repeated in our life. And they show us over and over again and we work in these patterns. Life is nothing more than a set, a set of patterns, mm. right? And you then go through and then you now experience this pattern again. But the anxiety, here's the interesting thing, people want to remove the anxiety. And what you did brilliantly, Ryan, is that you just made the anxiety mean something. But why does the anxiety exist? Mm-hmm. That's a deeper question. right? Why does the anxiety exist? It exists to give you feedback, to let you know that you're imbalanced about your, the way that you're thinking. It's not a positive opportunity, it's not a negative chaos, but it's a feedback to let us know that what we're thinking about is an unbalanced way of viewing what's happening in the world. And so if we can understand that, and you look at that, and you take that as a symptom, now you can start and say, hold on. All symptoms become feedbacks. It's a first step to understanding your emotions. All All symptoms symptoms
0: become feedbacks. That what? that is that's that, you know, I think that one realization right now, right there, just that trigger right there to understand that those emotions are feedback mechanisms. Right. And and that that's that's a powerful concept just to understand that and embrace that
1: just in and of itself. Bring one of them. You know what? I and I'm not like I figured it out, I went through anxiety, I thought I was having a heart attack, I was having a panic yeah. attack. I'm like 39, almost 40 or 40 years old, actually. I'm going to the doctor, I'm thinking, like, oh my God, I'm having a heart attack, saying bye to my kids, like, oh my God, I can't believe it. This is the end. And of course not, it was a panic attack because I was dealing with some chaos in my yep. life. And we all deal with chaos. We all deal with chaos in business and family, relationships, divorces, all this kind of stuff. But all of that shows up in our inability to adapt to stress. And that inability to adapt to stress in our physiology, in our body, shows up as mental challenges. And I'm gonna say something a little bit controversial here is that right now we deal with a world where we're dealing with you know mental health as a big, big thing. And I'll say something right now that's probably gonna, I hope it doesn't offend you, I hope it it allows people to see this, but mental health is only there because we're imbalanced in the way that we think. If we think from what I call a high performance level, from a state of real congruence to who you are, not what you think you're supposed to be, this mental health thing kind of fades away and dissipates.
0: Hundred percent agree with that. I mean, you know, I, I remember. So I grew up with a therapist as a mother. And uh,
1: <laughs> oh wow, yeah, that's gotta yeah. be intense.
0: <laughs> it was, well, actually, it was really cool because her whole view of the idea of thinking uh, and and just your your physiology is look your external circumstances, the way you feel. Are really the results of your thoughts, right? And thoughts, 100%. you know, thoughts, they don't, they're not real. You can choose to pick them up and make them real and hold on to them. Um, you can live in the past, you can live in the future, but it's when you get in the present. And one of the p- most powerful things she said to me, and it's a lesson that stuck with me my entire life, is look, a lot of us want to talk about destiny. This is the whole idea of goals and you know, big B hags and all the things. But destiny or that end result is really, we got to start from the beginning, and it starts with your thoughts right, the thoughts that you predominantly think will then manifest itself in the words that you predominantly say, the words that you say will uh, manifest themselves in the actions that you take. Those actions will become habits and habits then form your character. Character is then what forms your destiny. And so, you know, I've, I've and it's so hard, it is hard. And this is why I'm excited to go deeper on this conversation, but how does one start to, you know, one of the things you talk about is the science of success. How does one start to tap into a scientific method to master their thoughts?
1: Well, first you gotta look at that's why I started with the feedback, right? We've gotta first take in this feedback. We've gotta see what the perceptions are. We've gotta understand what is it that we're feeling. If we don't have observation of stimulus or feeling inside of that, we don't know what our response is. The body, I, like, I have a saying that the body is the conduit of consciousness, mm. right? What that means is that everything that's going on here is gonna show up down here all too often we're stuck staying down here, right? So in business, if you're trying to do a deal, you're trying to, or you're trying to make money and you're trying to pay a new mortgage, a new house, I don't know, whatever it is you're trying to do with your finances and all this starts going awry, you got to ask yourself different questions and say, why is that happening? What's going on with that? What's, What's the reasoning behind that? Because every single part of you, your neurochemistry is responding to the way that you think. Let me give you an example of this, right? Is that let's say you're excited you're you've got this new opportunity and you sit and say you know what my fear or my future is going to look amazing and i can't wait till this destiny let's let's go on the destiny conversation as you were saying what happens is uh, if we see a greater future we have dopamines and kefflins and endorphins that are released inside of our brain and our physiology that say you know what we want to move us towards that and that's a forward directional state the problem with that is you said it, and you kind of went through it quickly, but you said it, is that you can think about the future, but you can think about the past, but it's the present where everything exists. We know this, that it all exists in the present. So dopamine becomes something that we want to try to avoid, but we become addicted to. Mm, I've never heard that said before. I know. I've never heard that. That is so powerful. So dopamine,
0: the thing that we all kind of want, right? Because it's that hit of excitement. It's that jolt of enthusiasm. You're telling me that that can be a you want to avoid it to a certain extent because it can become addicting.
1: It is addictive. And I call that a positive root experience, right? I'll give you an example. I'll give you a perfect example of this. Like, I don't know if you're married or not, um, but you are fantastic. Right. And like marriage and every, the most exciting day of marriage for most people is the day that you get married. It's extremely exciting. But then after that, there's a side that kind of goes down and flips the other side because the brain thinks in balance, it lives in balance. Now, that's not to say that marriages are good or bad, but there's a reason why that that happens. Or, for example, when a child is born, why do mothers go through postpartum depression? They go through postpartum depression because they're super related about this thing about having a kid, and they have this fantasy built up with this dopamine-ridden that's going to happen, that motherhood is going to be this fantasy, amazing until you have to clean diapers 12 hours a day and 12 times a day, and you, you, know, you got poop going all the way up to their neck, and you're like, what the hell is this? <laughs> and you look at it and say, okay, there's got to be the flip side. But the dopamine is what keeps us blind. Yeah. Now, on the other side of the coin, the, the other flip side is that if we look at the past, we usually re- we want to avoid the cortisol in our system. Because we say cortisol and epinephrine, those are negative because those are the stressful states. So our entire time in our body, what we're doing is running from stress, looking for pleasure. And mm. we've heard this. Avoid pain, go towards pleasure. However, both of those take you away from the actual healing state, which is the present.
0: Mm. That's a powerful realization. Honestly, that I've never heard it stated that just that clearly and that plainly. That is a powerful, powerful realization. So how does one get present then? Is it devoid of feelings or what?
1: what is the present then? It's not the devoid of feelings, it's the integration of feelings. Okay. Right? Critical thinking says that we've got a devoid of emotion. But as a human being, you're never gonna be devoid of emotion. What you're gonna have to be is integrative of emotion. You're gonna have to take the feelings, integrate them, and then assign what I call an aligned reason. It's an objective reasoning process to make sure that you can actually make sense of this. Because we can look at the world in two different ways, right? Most people will sit and, like the Greeks started this many years ago, they look at the world teleologically with the end in mind and work backwards. Or you can look at it from the econological perspective, from the current state moving forward. Mm -hmm. If you look at physicists, they'll sit and say it starts in the econological, and if you look at humans, they say it's from the teleological. The reality is, is that it's both. It's gotta be both.
0: So it's integrating, it's understanding how to integrate both the future with the present. And I believe that as well. I mean, you yeah. know, one of the things we talk about inside of our community is getting aligned with a vision, right? And, and this is where I'm going to be really excited to get your take on this because, you know, our mission is financial freedom and 10 years or less. And we, we can pretty easily define what that means numerically, right? I mean, I know what your expenses are and I can tell you what your cash flow needs to be to put you in a position where you're free, right? And so I can I can build that mathematically and that's very logical. But the logic isn't really what drives people to move in most cases. Like it's the emotion that they assign to. Well, once I'm at that position, what happens? What changes? You know, how do I build a vision that I want? Then it's getting very clear. And I think this is where most goal setting fails, right? Especially in the financial world. Um, It's getting very clear about the present. Okay. And the present is for us, what we tell people is three things, right? What are the facts? Like very few people financially will actually allow themselves to look at the facts of their money. They don't really know what their inflows and outflows are. They don't really know where their money's going. They don't really know what they're paying in taxes. They don't really know what their actual income is. And without those facts, it's impossible to build a plan on. But once you can identify the facts, then bringing this this physiology back into it you have to assign a meaning to it. What are your feelings about those facts? And I want people to be frustrated and mad if if you know it's justified. I want people to be excited and honor themselves if it's justified. But what are the facts? What are the feelings? And then what is your focus moving mm-hmm. forward? Those are kind of the two polar opposites that we help people connect to. You have a science of success and that science of success leads to more wealth for entrepreneurs and people that you work with. So kind of walk us through this goal setting because I know you... You know, the goal setting industry is huge, right? It's this vision boards and all the things, right? And there's good to that, but that's not very scientific. So kind of bring us your take on on this whole process of creating a better life from the future and the present.
1: I'd love to. That's a great question. Thank you for that question too. So let me let me take a, a stab at it. Hopefully. Hopefully I, I don't go too far into a rabbit hole. So <laughs> we we've been taught this idea that we put on these vision boards, we and we stare at things and and you know, if it's a real goal. You know, they said you got to write a goal down three times a day and you got to stare at it three times a day. We've all heard this from, you know, old personal development mantras, so to speak. But if a real goal is really valuable, you're not going to need to look at it. Every person knows in their brain what it is they want to create. Every person knows what's really important to them. There's no, there's no, you wouldn't exist without it, right? And it's, it's your identity. It sits within what's called the basal ganglia in the brain. And we filter our world looking for this from the basal ganglia. Because whatever's important, we're gonna give it more attention to. I'll give you an example. My son, he, he loves, loves, loves soccer. He's highly disciplined. He gets up at 5.30 in the morning. He's 13 years old wow. on summer vacation. And he gets up at 5.30 and he trains for soccer, by himself, not even with friends, anybody. He just He makes his, and he's got a YouTube channel. He's got everything around soccer. But if you sit and say, go read a book, what do you think he's gonna do? Mm, Sleep I don't in. think so. <laughs> Sleep they in. Get up and go play but soccer. What I It it? So I did, I got him a book on soccer. And then he loves to read it. So what I'm saying is that every individual has these values and these identities that they assign themselves to, right? Now, when we put on a vision board, we typically take on a fantasy. And what I mean by that a fantasy, it's not really what you want. You think you want it because it's going to give you the feeling of happiness, which is the dopamine. Mm. Which is the dopamine? So, so you that put it goes on the wall, back okay, to exactly. that idea
0: that we're addicted to that dopamine. We're we're looking for a, another hit of the addiction. Man, that's crazy. Okay, I love this.
1: Correct. And so you look at the wall and you sit and say, okay, well, uh, you know, maybe I want you know six pack abs, or maybe I want this giant house, or I want this car, I want the, the piles of cash, whatever it is you say you want. You look at it and say, well, that's what the dopamine is supposed to take me towards, and it looks good, it's a fantasy, but the reality, and you know, and I know this, Ryan, is that what percentage of the people does it actually work for? very few. like a sliver yeah three like percent maybe five percent and those are the stories we hear on wonderful movies like the secret and, and personal development and we think okay that's the answer and all of us go sit and we have these parties where people would sit and make these vision boards but that's not scientific because 99 percent of the people it doesn't work for because the real question is not what's your why which everyone's been toting for the last hundred years right the real question is what's your why not mm. what's your why not why aren't you doing the things that you say you think you want to do? Once you understand what the stoppage is, you clear the stoppage, then you move towards what it is you really want. Got no it. person I've ever met said, you know what? I don't. W- I want this thing, but I want to go towards it. But we, when you ask them the question, what's the reason? They'll say, I don't know. I don't know. But when you find it and you find that root experience, it's always psychological and there's always a root experience involved. And you take that, you rewire that root experience, you eliminate that. They move towards whatever it is they they want. If it's a family, money, cars, doesn't matter. That's why I can take someone, I took a guy who was making no money, basically, to a million dollars a year in 11 months. I took another person, I can take business after business that will just have explosive growth because it's not about strategy alone, it's the consciousness merging with strategy, right? And I love what you guys are doing, you're doing the same thing, merging strategy and consciousness together. But if you figure out the why not, the why is the fantasy? That's the dopamine. The why not is the critical emotion that once you understand that, you rewire that, then they become free of that guilt and that shame and that resentment, and they move towards what they want,
0: ok. I, lo- I love that that you bring up right there. that that I mean, this whole conversation is resonating with me so much. You know, we we don't believe in the idea of retirement. I believe right, just the concept of retirement is this misplaced concept. Human beings aren't meant to stop. They're not meant to sacrifice for one day and not meant to to defer their dreams for this this elusive moment. But I do believe in the idea of freedom. And I, I think you mentioned something really strong right there. I believe in order to be free to live the life that you want, in almost every case, as you just mentioned, you have to free yourself from what's holding you back. And so what you're telling me is or at least what I'm getting from this conversation is in order to really clarify your why, what you want, you have to identify why not, right? And you have to identify the things that are holding you back. Now, is that, is that a correct assessment of what we just talked about? Absolutely. Okay, I love this. Let me ask you then this, this next question because you know I'm just thinking about my personal experience and all the people that we've worked with. Could there be multiple things? Is it usually one thing that's holding them back that has yeah. to be rewired and taken care of or might it be layered?
1: It could be layers, it's usually layers, right? It's usually layers. I'll give you an example, I had a guy, and it doesn't have to be, I had a guy, he was 27 years old, he was a doctor, and he um, he was part of a business management type group, and 27 years old, ends up that he couldn't pay them the money, and all this whole situation that he created, goes bankrupt inside of it, right? He gets on a call with me, he says, I know I got this thing with money, this money thinking issue I gotta get rid of, and I need help with it. And I said, okay, great, and um, let's clear it out. And he's like, no, no, well, you know, we'll do it later. We'll do it later. And you know what I know, right? When someone says we'll do it later, that means they're never gonna address it. Yeah. They're running from it. That was his why not. Because he didn't want to address it. We want to look at it because looking in the mirror is hard. And the the emotion says, I don't want to look at that. I don't want to deal with that. So I said, look, just get on the phone with me and I'll make sure we handle this. So we get on the call 45 minutes later. I rewire his bankruptcy. And he's completely grateful for the bankruptcy that no longer is running his life. And I told him and I said, You're gonna, I said, watch, you're gonna make twenty thousand dollars this month. He says, 20 grand. He's like, I've never made more than $3,000 a month. And I'm a doctor because I've never made that. I said, just watch. And I kid you not whether you call it the power suggestion, I don't know in this capacity. But I do know when I rewired it, it freed him up. And he literally called me on the 29th day and he said, I I have no idea how on earth you did this. Because, but I just collected my (laughs) $20,000.
0: I love that. And
1: this guy, yeah, and this guy's gone on. To now build multiple clinics, making seventy, eighty thousand dollars a month, but no matter what we do, it's this invisible glass ceiling that we don't know that we're limited to, and that's a rude experience. It could be one, like it was for him, like a big one, or it could be a small one that you're younger. It could be multiple. There's no way for me to to know that unless I dive in and figure further out.
0: Okay, so if you're open to it, I'd like to I'd like Perfect. to talk just a little bit about that because one of the things I love about what you talk about is this science, right? It's not the art of goal setting. It's the science of rewiring your brain for self mastery. And I, I believe that truly is where your life starts from. You know, when people come into our world, we have this, this concept that we call the producer revolution, right? And we want to help people rise up as producers, create more value than you consume, you know, use your talents in the service of other people. But what we tell people is your best investment is your mindsets. Now, That's a fun thing to say, but you actually have a science to rewire the mind. You mentioned with this individual, this doctor, that after you identified it and rewired it, his life radically changed. In fact, it went from 3,000 to a $20,000 a month in a very short period of time. Is rewiring something that has to be done with the help of a professional? Is rewiring something that someone internally can do? How does the the science of rewiring actually
1: work? It's a good question, right? Like I I would say, you're not going to be able to look at it unless you're trained to look at it Mm -hmm. because our brain is not designed that way our brain looks for pain over or pleasure over pain but that's that's the the i call that the animal consciousness right it's the animal consciousness inside of you that's why when you look at studies we we they're only looking at humans from the perspective of the animal right the mammalian brain but we're not talking about the prefrontal cortex and we're not talking about the the celestial part of the human concept We're not talking about the part of ourselves that is deeper than just the animal. And our brain is designed to actually move forward in that. So we don't talk about that component inside of it. And taking that, then we can see that. But so it's not that you need, you know, you do need to learn it. And once you start learning it, then you can start doing this to your life. You can train this to yourself. You can teach yourself. I teach hundreds of people to do this every every, uh, couple months, is that they rewire, they start to rewire and do it. And once they start doing it and they see it, and then once you know, then you'll understand your values, your identity. That's one of the most important things. Like, people will sit and say, there's a lot of people, right, Ryan, that'll teach you how to think. If you want to be rich, this is how you think. If you want to be happy in life, this is how you think. And this is, and this is kind of the success movement. And I said, you know what, I'm not interested in that, because I did that. And I, I became more miserable, more depressed than anybody else I knew. I went through a massive divorce, lost every cent I had, and, you know, I stand here not today as a, as someone who's just had this easy journey. I had to figure this out for myself yeah. because my if I didn't, my kids couldn't see it. And I said, I got to I gotta rewire this thing because just thinking goal and positive, set, positive mindset, all that stuff isn't working. I got to change all this. That's where I sat down and I rewired this whole thing. So you can do it to yourself. You can, once you understand how to do this, you understand, you learn it, you rewire it. Now to this day, are things going to show up in my life even as... Of course they do. But now I have the tools and the strategy to take any circumstance at any point in my life to rewire anything that shows up. That's I love, powerful.
0: And I think that is, that's the ultimate power. And I think it's almost kind of scary too, because I don't know if you, if this is an actual thing, but I thought I heard you just barely mention that there's a celestial part of our brain. Did you say I that? Did. Okay. I did. Is, is the celestial part of our brain, is that, a, is that a terminology that you've come up with, or is it actually a part of our brain that's that's named the celestial part of our brain?
1: I don't know if it's named that or coined that I just kind of say say that right but there's something in our brain something in our body that gives it energy life force right yes. there's some there's no question about it right we no the studies question. have been done on, there's no so I'll call it the celestial part of our brain because our brain is moving towards celestial organization our brain is designed to move towards order and organization and the medial prefrontal cortex that in today's world we say scientifically as a medial prefrontal cortex The yogis have been saying it for a 1000 years Saying it's the third eye, but it all sits right in here, and your medial prefrontal cortex is the thing that's trying to organize everything to move you forward in your life, and that's what I call the celestial side of you, the angelic side of you that's actually moving you towards your true destiny. As we go back to that conversation, I, but we I get love stuck that. in that societal animal state that we don't actually see that.
0: Do you mind if I get some coaching from you for just a minute, then?
1: <laughs> uh, man, this is so, this.
0: Uh, I'm telling you, I. You've got to come. I want to come hang out with you. So we're going to talk about that Let's here in it. just a minute.
1: I'm coming, I'm coming to Utah soon. So we're doing it.
0: Okay. Here's here's, you know, when we coach people inside of our community, um, you know, without going through all the, the complexity or the simplicity of it, you know, we try to help people get out of scarcity and stabilize abundance. And there's a logical side, a financial side to that, but a lot of it's mental, right? And the questions you mentioned earlier, it's the power of the questions that will really shape and define your life. And so we help people start to ask themselves bigger questions, right? And the three questions that I really encourage people to ask themselves to go from scarcity to abundance is what do I want? Why do I want it, like logically and emotionally? And then who do I have to become, right? And if people can habitually start asking those bigger, bigger questions, I see people's lives start to evolve. But once you get to abundance, I don't believe that's really the purpose of your life. Abundance, in my opinion, is almost homeostasis, right? I mean, that's what we were born into abundance. Not That doesn't mean we we're all born into equal situations, but we were born into abundance and somehow, some way along the line, we lose that. We realize life's not always fair. We don't always get what we want and we kind of drift to scarcity. But stabilizing abundance is the gateway to what I believe is really the purpose of this whole reason we're on this rock, right? And it's finding your purpose, right? It's moving from a life of abundance to a life of, per, life of purpose, exercising your talents and your abilities and I encourage people to ask themselves different questions to go from abundance to purpose. So number one is, who am I? And that's that's a scary question. Once yeah. you can start to identify and get this identity around who you are, why you exist, then it's, who am I? Why am I? Right? Why am I here? What am I meant to do? And then you can start to ask yourself, how do I? The technical questions. But until you have that identity of who you are and why, then the how doesn't even matter. So help me help other people? Like, is that, I mean, do you see those, those questions helping people get from one stage of life to the next? Or how would you coach someone to go from scarcity all the way to purpose over a period of time, or maybe even a snap
1: of a fingers? Great question. I love this question. Thank you for asking it. Uh, You know, the biggest question, the hardest question is who am I? Mm -hmm. And I've, you know, it's the Plato asked this question, right? Play this is one of Plato's questions. Like, who am I? Why am I here? What's the purpose of life? and what what's the meaning of it all? These are the four questions Plato asked, and I've spent the last almost 40 years of my life trying to figure this out and analyze it, and say, you know, I read it when I was 10 years old, and I said, I said I want to go on a quest trying to figure that out. So really the science of who we are is what I've discovered, mm-hmm. right? Because you can know exactly who you are. I know 100% my what I do and who I am. And I mean, what I mean by that, I'm a speaker, I'm a teacher, I'm an, uh, and that's what I love to do. I teach every single day, I'm a teacher. That's what I do, I teach. I'm a father. I'm a business owner and I value money and I want to make a difference in the world. That's, that's who I am. And if I veer off into other things, I get all these symptoms to show me that because symptoms become the feedback. So if I understand who I am, then I don't have to try and be somebody else. Right? That's why Einstein said that trying to make a goldfish go up a tree like a cat is foolish, right? We all got to know where we sit in the game inside of that. So I would sit and say, I I look at it a little differently. And if I can kind of maybe stem that a little bit further to give people some more balance on the who side, that question i would sit and say you know our brain works in three levels it goes from protection security to abundance because if you're asking the question of who am i in a state of protection you're not going to get clarity on that answer Mm -hmm. it's impossible because you're now in the fear state it's in the what's called the sympathetic tone of the body and you're just in survival trying to survive and in that state you can't ask the more intellectually cognitive celestial question of who am I? It's, I just got to survive. Because your brain is not built on abundance, it's built on survival. For sure. Right? So I say the first thing you got to ask is, what am I protecting myself from? How do I survive this episode, this environment? What do I got to do? And then once you get through those stages of protection, then survival, then you can live and move to abundance where there's this this societal need of fear doesn't come in I, i'm sure you see this with your clients right i would bet that the first few years in your as people are coming in they're scared they're nervous they're like how's this plan going to work and then they probably get into the next stage and they're like okay i can see this working i'm surviving We're, things are moving along and then they finally get to this place of what you're calling freedom and they can sit and say you know what this whole worked and now i'm in abundance now i got to move to meaning i was with a, i was with a billionaire this over the last three days i spent three days with a billionaire I have a different philosophy than him, truthfully. He said you have the go-go phase of your life and then you have the give back phase of your life. And I said, does it have to be that way? And he said, what yeah. do you mean? I said, he's almost 70 years old. I said, does it have to be that way? And he goes, I, I, that, that's what I know. I said, why does it have to be a go-go phase where it's always hustling and working? Why can't it be the go and give phase? Why can't every moment be the go and give phase? And he's like, that's an interesting concept. I, and I said, because, I believe that I do. When you know who you are and you do what you love to do, it's giving back, it's always giving back. And then you get paid because of that. And I think the old model is where you work your tail off and then you finally get meaning. I think you can have meaning, I think you can know the who, I think you can have abundance and security and protection all at the same time if you do it by knowing who you are.
0: Man, I, I can't even tell you how much I resonate and believe with that as well. And I think so much of it, guys, as you're listening to this podcast, I mean, we could go a mile down this this rabbit hole or or further um but the reality of it is you know I'll, I'll never forget in my life i didn't know who i was right dr trevetti just as you're talking about i didn't know who i was Me i didn't too. know what i valued i didn't know what i stood for and at first i identified myself as my profession i wasn't my profession and it wasn't until i looked outside not outside inside went deep on that that i really understood who i was and what I was called to do. And I believe, uh, Dr. Trevetti, and I think you could hopefully validate this or at least expand on this. I believe each one of us have a unique set of skills, talents, gifts, and abilities, right? And you can reach people with what you do in a way that no one else can. I can reach people with what I do in a way that no one else can. There's people out there that can do things that I can't do. And as we each tap into this reservoir, this internal potential of who we're truly meant to be, I I find that something interesting happens. And I've found this in my own life and I've seen it in the handful, the the hundreds of clients that have truly adopted this. You find yourself in a position of almost being in flow, right? You find meaning to your life because when I'm living in my talents, it's fun, it's exciting, it's engaging. It doesn't mean it's easy. It's still difficult and challenging, but I enjoy the challenge because I'm exercising my God-given gifts and abilities. Now, if I exercise those in a vacuum, it wouldn't matter. I wouldn't get any feedback, as you talked about, or validation of that. So I can only really get the feedback and really get the fulfillment when I exercise those in the service of someone else. Problems have a purpose, right? Problems aren't meant to be assigned to the government.
1: They
0: have a purpose, right? Problems are there to help someone identify their talents and say, that's my thing. I can solve that problem. And if you get good at that you find more fulfillment and meaning in your life, right? Things flow for you better. You roll roll with the punches better because it's part of a purpose. You find fulfillment because you're truly making a difference in other people's lives. You're solving problems. And from an economic standpoint, man, I find those people make so much more money and it's just easier to make money. It's not this constant grind and struggle. And so that's really the purpose. When we talk about this idea of rising up, um, I think the conversation, I would almost flip it around today, rise up and go deep, right? Go deep inside of yourself to really figure it out <laughs> so that you can live free. Dr. Trevetti, you're a master at this. Uh, tell us a little bit about what you do, because you've got a very patented and unique process Tell us a little bit about the Trevetti process and how people can get connected with you and the, I mean, just really the, the, the excellence that you bring to the table.
1: Oh, thanks, man. I appreciate it. And I do want to say I agree with everything you're saying, right? Like you're brilliant at what you guys do. I've, I've studied you guys and I've studied what you're doing. It's absolutely amazing. And, you know, just by you know, this interaction, you're a brilliant communicator. Right? You're a teacher as well, you're a teacher of what you do, and, and your craft, and your honing, Like you can see it. But you're right, every one of us has that unique thing that's designed for us. And From all the research I've done, right. but as soon as I go to doing something else, I like to jokingly say, if I go off in the kitchen and try and bake cupcakes, I'm never gonna be great at cupcakes, <laughs> yeah. never gonna happen. Yeah. But this is what I was born to do, Like you're doing what you're born to do, and the more you can tap into that, you're right, the world opens up. And the interesting part about that, let me just dive a little bit into this just for a second, is that's the place where your body reaches homeostasis yeah that's the place where in your body your system it reaches homeostasis like we've got all these wearables all this technology that's coming out in the in the health space of people trying to decrease your energy and stress and all that stuff you want to decrease your your stress do what it is you love to do and figure out how to make money doing it and you'll watch your stress disappear then you don't need any of the
0: rings and the bracelets or anything like that you can just flow i i I totally agree and By the way, I'm really glad if you're the cupcake maker out there, please, please stay aligned with your gifts and talents and abilities because we need good cupcake makers in addition to everything else.
1: (laughs) That's right. There's no question about it. So basically what I do is I help people rewire their thinking, right? Especially with entrepreneurs. I work with people with that. But a lot of people will come to me that say that they're lost. They just don't know who they are. They've been trying to figure it out. They've been searching for the meaning of their life, the purpose of their life. It's a science of fulfillment at the end of the day. It really is the science of fulfillment. And I can take people who live a life wherever they are, and we've created scales and quotients to get people to live a life that they truly love to live. And we've done this with thousands of clients with 92% success rate with people that are actually growing their life. And they move from wherever they are from a desperate state of need or desperation to a life that they love and of complete gratitude of everything that's happened to them. That's what we do. And, you know, we do this through events, through programs, through um, seminars. You know, People can work with me one-on-one if they choose, but they don't need to. They can come to an event to learn how to do it. Everything is virtual. Here's the thing with COVID. We went virtual and we built a whole virtual studio and a virtual stage. And I decided even as the world is opening up, I'm not going back to a live event unless I need to, yeah. because we're helping so many more people. The impact is greater. And here's the interesting thing about it, right? A lot of people will leave their homes to go to seminars, to the events and things, like, which is great, so powerful, no question. But then you got to go back and try and figure it out in your in your home environment. And it always becomes a cluster for them trying to navigate it emotionally. I like to say, you know what? I'd rather take you, rewire you in your own home, and then so you can navigate, manage, and deal with the stresses of it in your own home so that you can actually make the permanent change. Mm. And so everything we do is now, you do these virtual events. We've got an event at the end of the month called Total Rewire. That's where I'm gonna take three different areas. I'm gonna teach you exactly who you are. I'm gonna teach you your specific unique mission, unique mission that every person has. And then I'm gonna take your health, and I'm gonna rewire your health. I'm gonna take your relationships, rewire your relationships and your wealth, and I'm going to rewire your your wealth so that you can go through and do the strategies that you guys are teaching, right? Because the strategies are necessary. I'm not devoid of strategy. But strategy without consciousness and stuck sometimes becomes the block, it becomes the why not in preventing people from going where they want. That's why I love what you guys do, and I think there's a, there's a great, harmony with what you do and i do to help more people that's that's why we're here
0: truly believe that and i think almost you know from what you said the strategy devoid of the consciousness it's almost like that dopamine hit right i mean i think there's a new strategy tomorrow to accomplish the next biggest thing and we're always chasing the next strategy but we see this happen all the time with finance you know, the five hottest stock tips of 2021 or whatever it is, but no one's life moves. So it's not the strategy. The strategy is it's kind of the 10%. It's the consciousness. It's really who you are, how you identify the meaning that you assign everything we talked about today. I think it's so powerful what you do. And I, I want to pull out one last thing before I let you go. You talk about this idea of freedom. You know, I think this is a powerful thing. And it's it's a scary thing. When, I, when I've seen people cross that threshold of achieving financial freedom, a lot of times, they're not really free to live free yet because they haven't they haven't healed some of the things in the past, right? They haven't discovered who they are. They haven't discovered what they want. those those topics that we discussed today, I love the idea of freedom because you're only free to do what you want when, as you mentioned today, dr. trevetti, you're you're free to let go. And everything that's happened to you happened for a reason to bring you to this moment. Uh, You're not a victim of your reality or your circumstance. You're a victor if you choose it, right?
1: Yeah, it is. It is choosing that, right? It is taking down that path and making sure that you make that choice. And freedom is something that like, we all want to be free, but really it's an understanding is that nobody's ever really free. Yeah, Nobody's ever really free. Freedom, the only reason we chase freedom is because we feel trapped,
0: Mm.
1: right? The only reason we chase this idea of freedom is because we feel trapped. Now, being free... is really about stating, as you said, in the state of flow. To feel where you can go through the pain and the pleasure, the joy and the, the sorrow. That's freedom to know that all of it exists in its harmony, that you can heal your life, to circle back where we started, where you can heal your life and you can see both sides in its order so that you can actually love your life and heal your energy and heal your life so that you can be free to see the organization and create order from the disorder to move yourself forward in your life that ultimately is freedom, in my opinion.
0: I totally agree with that. Well, Dr. Trivedi, um, you have brought such an insane amount of clarity to this process of becoming, right? To this process of what freedom really is. And you've served right. our community so powerfully. So guys, as you're listening to this or watching this on, on YouTube or in the Facebook channel, um, Dr. Trevetti is hosting a live class, a live, uh, um, what would you call it? A masterclass? class? It,
1: it's a three-day event. It's a seminar. It's a three-day day seminar. seminar. It's a process. I'll, I'm going to help rewire processes that we're going through.
0: Okay, perfect. So that is at the end of this month. So all of the links are going to be wherever you're watching this, down in the notes. Um, guys, the fastest path to get what you want is to become the person capable of getting what you want. And you know, today, we just scratched the surface. So I'm going to be participating a lot more with you, Dr. Trevetti, because still like Wait. I still feel like I'm just getting going. And I don't know if that feeling ever goes away. And I don't know if I ever want it to go away. I feel like there's still so much to do and I know it's me that is holding me back and it's just a process of delayering so I can move faster. And so Dr. Trevetti, you brought it today. The links to get involved with you will be in the show notes. But if people are listening or watching to this after, how, how was the best way to connect with you
1: we didn't talk about it but I wrote the book called chasing success you said chasing you were talking about chasing. that's why I wrote it because I found that people chase success and they were chasing the dopamine and that so I wrote the book it's a fictional tale you can get a copy of that you can get it on amazon or chasingsuccessbook.com or you can just join our Facebook group you know it's total rewire join the total rewire Facebook group and just come into our community and, and be involved we're available to help you in whatever capacity that you want and and if you're working with ryan and the team here then you're doing the things that you need to do you're working on yourself to be able to get yourself there and anything we can do to help enhance that in any way happy to serve in any capacity we can
0: heck yeah well dr Trevetti, it's been a pleasure and honor thank you so much for bringing your expertise and your wisdom to the rise up live free podcast today my friends until next time rise up so that you can live free i hope you enjoyed that last episode and thanks so much for listening to the rise up live free podcast Do you have a question that you'd like us to answer raw and uncut on this podcast? All you need to do is head over to the Apple podcast and do three simple things. Number one, leave a rating and review telling us what you think of the podcast. Number two, in that review, ask anything you want related to your path to becoming financially free.
1: And third, if you want a shout out, leave your Instagram handle or name. That's all. Then listen
0: in to hear your questions answered live, raw, and uncut. Join us next time on the Rise Up Live Free podcast.